Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, Hi. your dungeon master for another exciting adventure. Joining us today we have... Hi! <laughs> yes, hello. What up? Play the, play the bird guy. Hola. Oh no, we're going I... out of order. Can't do that. I'm player take, character. Take two. And I take two. <laughs> and action. Hopefully by this point you're familiar with everybody who is participating in this podcast. Now you're supposed to start over. God, could you imagine if this is the first episode they listened to? They'd be so confused. We'd be like, no. oh yeah, let's go back to the tree. And they're like, oh, they have a tree house. No new listener. We do not have a tree house. Why would they be starting at what I'm assuming is going to be like episode 80 something? At I don't know. Ask them. <laughs> I mean, we're Who wants to give us now? a recap of what happened last time? Oh, we dunked some orcs. Actually, uh, in all fairness, it was a pretty close fight, and, um, and we lost nobody. I almost died like ten yeah. times. Yeah, like, like I, I don't mean to downplay the severity of Leyland's perforation here. Major props to the healers, of course, for yes. doing that. We fought ten orcs in ritual combat to ensure the dominance of uh, Bracca Iron Tooth's corporate hegemony, <laughs> and uh, we won. And we cemented Leyland's image as I believe it was the Shadow Claw. Yes. Which is such a cool nickname. Um, I chopped the uh, her, uh, Baraka's challenger Lubash's head off. In yeah. The end. Was it Baraka like a? Uh, Mortal Kombat character? We can no, do this later. Maybe. I've never played a Mortal Kombat game. Alright. Kudos. Right. So, you have just been declared the winner of the Orcish success in Succession Challenge. Okay, I'd like to do something. What would you like to do? I'd like to change my illusion on Leolin from a lobster bib and fork and knife to a cloak <laughs> made of shadow emanating darkness. <laughs> okay. It you... is taking everything in me to just stay standing right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, you're cloaked in shadow. You're fine. I'm using uh, Gus to make his cloak of darkness and his hair billow dramatically. I will note that minor illusion does not generate anything that's like interactable. Ah, but I no, do not. It's... Oh, oh, the cloak. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, just his hair then. No, he, he looks like he's the soul of some some protagonist sword from a. Yeah. From a Far Eastern anime. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, comic books are canon. Do, does that mean that manga is canon? Obviously. <laughs> Maybe on a different landmass. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, we gotta go to the anime landmass. <laughs> I wanna go to the Weeaboo store. I wanna go, like, learn special powers from... Learn, uh, like like a monk in a tree and he'll be like oh we shall see the lightning within you no no First, you that's must just fall rock you've, right. you've just described fall rock he's a monk in a tree yeah yeah but he doesn't he won't teach me how to become one with the storm have you asked him i no. i've asked him how to like how do you feel about burning down stuff he's like no oh, i don't want to talk about it i feel guilt <laughs> and i was like lame i don't want that kind of teacher okay so you're standing <laughs> in the middle of the arena. You yeah. are presumably battered and bruised, except for Leyland, who has been obscured by a cloak of shadow, out of the yeah. back of which 
hair is blowing dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no wind. Yeah. It's completely I, still. <laughs> I came out of that fight uncharacteristically healthy, so I'm I'm feeling really good. I'm going around giving high fives, even if people are, like, too injured to stand. Have you um, ever gone through a fight without getting knocked out? Just Today, now, actually. Just now. Actually, also... Yeah. Um, the fight where you got your siege crossbow, I think I survived that one. Yeah, because you spent most of it hiding in a box. And I spent most yeah. of this one hiding in the sky. <laughs> so what have we learned here? Uh, we've learned that I don't know shit about playing backline casters, and I should have made a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> so the silence that has pervaded the arena since the defeat of Lubash starts to break apart as... Braca's faction within the crowd starts to pick up cheering, and the Master of Ceremonies sort of escorts you off the field and back to the kind of prep area where Braca is waiting, and she hands you a pouch containing 500 gold pieces and says, I appreciate your efforts. I consider our contract fulfilled. I don't say anything, but part of me is doing the mental arithmetic, realizing... I think we got paid more for dealing with the methods, and that was way easier. So I'm like, hmm, okay. I mean, I think that's the closest. <laughs> I just like this pouch seems a little light. She pulls out a copy oh. of the contract and indicates the payment section, where it clearly states that you would be paid 500 gold pieces. Yeah, yes, thank you very much for the gold. Uh, don't forget to give us five stars on Yelp reviews. <laughs> Except in this in this case, Yelp means like. It's the scream of pain from an enemy that you've slaughtered. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So this is like a speak with dead thing, right? Like, how would you rate your decapitation? <laughs> there are very few five-star ratings on Yelp. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how obliterated would you say you are? Well, I... It is customary in Juxian culture to tip mercenaries when they do a particularly good job, but um, obviously there's some cultural barriers here, so um, I'm yeah. okay leaving it at 500. <laughs> She's leaving. It's customary. That's all I was going to say. I, I just uh, split my winnings between uh, Desmond and Chad because that's the only reason. <laughs> oh, and as soon as Braca walks out, I collapse. <laughs> Funk. Let me see if I can. That's one hundred each. Here, I'll heal you up. Yeah. Four, five, six. Four. I think I got struck by what? Eight bolts of lightning. Yeah. I'll give you... That's really on me for not taking care of that. <laughs> I'll, I'll cast cure wounds and give you ten more HP. I'll get oh, you out of here. Yeah, there we go. Otherwise, I'd have to change the illusion to like. Like a like a corpse or something. Yeah. Like, He's uh, a vampire. I, 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 tipped, yeah. I tipped my healer, so smart. Okay. So I get 150 out of that, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Good deal. And I would just like to warn everyone, and like, if there are other orcs outside who are like, "Oh, we're gonna avenge Lubash." Um, your sorcerer's uh, like magic fuel tank is like one notch above empty right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so out of slots. 
<laughs> so unless you need me to cast sleep four times, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> Fun fact for our listeners at home, due to some questionable decisions on my end, I have zero level one spells that deal damage. (laughs) I can sleep and I can feather fall, but that's it. (laughs) So, you are standing in the prep area. Braca has left. What do you do? I I have no desire to stay here anymore. Yeah, I was like, Leyland, like, why are you. (laughs) Yes. Okay, let's leave. Okay. Uh, I walk back to the tree ship, keeping an eye out for orcish assassins. With Ched in tow. I put back on the... Oh, wait, I took it off in the arena. Yeah, you, you dramatically revealed, which I, I pat Leyland on the shoulder, wary of his many javelin injuries. I say, that was a great reveal. You did a very good job dramatically exposing your disguise at the last possible moment. I'm very proud. To be fair, if I hadn't have done that and drawn all their fire, you would have gotten knocked out multiple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... <laughs> yeah, they were throwing javelins like crazy. And lightning bolts. And lightning bolts. Good so, times. what are we going to go do next? Uh, uh, my vote is always hunting magic items, because our tree ship is hungry. Yeah. I like to sleep, truthfully. <laughs> Yes, yeah. sleep would be great first. Joe, um, in the like post-editing for this, if you could take that clip from Fast and the Furious where he goes, Nos, I need Nos, and just put it right here, that would be ideal. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> and before that actually gets our podcast taken off of everything. We, <laughs> of copyright. we do want to monetize at some point, right, guys? Right. Sure, that would be um, great. So yeah, let's all go sleep. Let's. Um, I'm gonna take the tree ship up into the uh, you know lower atmosphere while we sleep, so that way orcs don't go like, "Hey, let's go kill the shadow claw while he's sleeping." Uh-huh. Shadow um, claw sleeps. Nope. <laughs> yeah, so go, go <laughs> he the, um, <laughs> uh huh. Shadowclaw never sleeps. No. Yeah, so I go. I go up to the camp because he's an elf. A little hut next to the tree, and I knock on it a couple times. I say, "Basil, Ivy, we're readying for liftoff." batten the hatches or whatever you do in there there's a an assenting voice from within the cottage all right up you go and and up yeah i um i lift off and i i rev the throttle just enough that it's like a whoosh and we get like a proper kind of like you know i want to kick up some uh wind and stuff and you ruffle some hats and people are like whoa geez take off Okay. Obviously, whatever the tree ship is capable of, I think we can only move it like a slow walk, so... No, you upgraded the <laughs> engines. Okay, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it would have taken you, like, a month and a half to make it across the continent. Uh, so, yeah, we fly up into the clouds, and then I'm going to do some... Not quite evasive maneuvers, but I'm going to move unpredictably on an outbound course so people aren't like, oh, they're headed towards the south. Maybe their base is down south. Okay. Um, pretty sure we have a flying airship. But they don't like they don't know if there's if we're like part of an organization and um I do wanna since I haven't been given any orders by Captain Desmond Brineswell, um I'm plotting a course back towards the uh iconoclast meeting point, but obviously my vote was for like mercenary work or treasure hunting or 
something a little more profitable than our true church raids because those kind of sucked as far as payout well to be fair we kind of completely... yeah we botched it but i'm saying that like it they're hard because we don't get any intel ahead of time and they're all mysterious and culty and they're like oh you've fallen into our trap die um so i would rather fight things that are weaker than us <laughs> i mean yeah fair i like i will 100 percent admit that like full stop uh tarjux is not one for honor or this puffed up sense of oh i have to challenge greater odds like no let's Let's, you know, go, let's go beat up slavers. That'd be fun. Let's, like, swoop down our tree ship and just level a slaver camp after freeing the slaves. We could go say hi to Maravaggio. I I see Terrajux as, like, a results-oriented kind of person. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter how you get there. You just have to get there. And as long as the way you're getting there does not involve imprisoning Elder Storm Elementals, you're good. That's true. We do have Maravaggio's uh, contact information. We could do that. Or we, or we could upgrade the tree ship with magic items as well. You have, I like both of that. You have, a standing, you have standing job offers from Angloria to help track down her brother, from mm-hmm. Baryon to raid True Church facilities, and uh, Maravaggio's calling card regarding his mistress, as well as yeah. the, the magic item map. Let's do the Maravaggio. Let's do that. All right. Let's see if there's magic items on the way. Of course. Let's get involved in some shady shit. Uh, where, so, like, in relation to our current whereabouts, where is Maravaggio's calling card taking us? Maravaggio's calling card points you in the direction of the middle of Aldrox, essentially. Oh. oh. <laughs> I don't know about taking the tree ship over. <laughs> oh, is that the reason why we didn't do it to begin with? Was... I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I definitely don't think we should take it over until we get much more upgraded. Why, yeah. why don't we... Well, we could do what we've always talked about, and we leave it in the Edgelands, and now we have enough money to like buy faster transportation, like a horse and cart, or you know, horses or whatever. <laughs> so I'm gonna just say, like off the top of my like listing here, um, if we are going into the kingdom of Aldrax on foot, I don't like that a whole lot. Just because the deeper we go, that means like if we get found out or like we incur the wrath of the Aldraxian, you know, police state, every mile we go towards the center of that kingdom is a mile we have to flee while being pursued. So. Like, we got to weigh our options carefully there, because I'm not sure I want to go into counter the heart of enemy territory. Counterpoint? I could send Maravaggio a sending request to meet us somewhere? Well, That's a good one. You have to remember that the business card that he gave you isn't for, like, Maravaggio doesn't have a job offer for you. His boss does. Yeah, but I've never met his boss, so I can't really... Right. right. But And we can essentially ask Maravaggio, hey... You know, um, the nature of our group, not even just like our conveyance, obviously the tree ship draws attention, but I would like to note that we have very few humans on the payroll here. We have one man. (laughs) We have just me. I just don't know about the middle of Aldrax. On the flip, I would also like to remind you that the kingdom of Aldrax is like 
one of the few places where you haven't actively irritated the governing body. I am us just being there is going to irritate the governing governing body, though. Like, there's a reason we've been avoiding it because four fifths of our party are not welcome there and are most also. If the the king showed his ugly face to me, I'd kill him. I'd kill him stone dead. That too. That too. <laughs> like he's he's sort of on my auxiliary shit list. That's impressive, considering Aldrox doesn't have a king currently. Well, whatever they've got. A queen. Re- regional shithead. Yeah. <laughs> they've they've got a head racist, and <laughs> I'm gonna introduce them to lightning. But yeah, I if we could ask more about you and be like, hey, you know, we're mostly non-human. We don't like to pal around Aldrax because, you know, we'd have to get our, like, our green book out and figure out, like, where we can stay. <laughs> Maybe we could meet you outside or, well, like, is this job actually in Aldrax? Like, the least we could do is ask, right? I got a way. To, yeah, but do we have a way to communicate with. Yeah. Desmond can do sending. Mm-hmm. And then at some All point, right. I would really like to learn how our communication suite on this tree works because. I feel like we could probably use the tree to send messages, and we're just not. <laughs> like we just go look. We're, yeah, we're... I'll go. I'll go play around with it. But um, go ahead and send that message, and then let me know if we're doing magic hunting or if we're doing Maravaggio's crime. So that's not a moral we'll... judgment. I'm just like it's probably crime, and that's cool. But uh, basically, I what like... I was just. Yeah, go ahead. You are you are projecting some preconceived notions on Maravaggio based on the way he looks. <laughs> Isn't the name of his boss's um, location of operation called the Den of Misfortune? Yes. I'm going to make some assumptions. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't sound like, you know, a tire dealership to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect name for a tire, a tire dealership. Uh, like... Yeah, Looks you like might not be too trouble. far off you there. Like like, all right. So the what I'd like to send to Maravaggio basically says, um, attempting to accept job offer, uh, cannot send to mistress directly, would like to meet outside of Aldrox when and if available. Also, I'd specifically like ask if the job is in Aldrox because uh, no, 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 twenty-five right. words. Okay, was, I counted them. It was very oh. specific. Oh, yep. Okay, that, that was a very well-designed tweet there, Kale. <laughs> <laughs> very well designed. Uh, you get a message back that says, "Meeting is with mistress. Must take place in Aldrox. Mm. Apologies if unable to make it." But Follow it's like you you thing. can hear his voice, and it's very like sarcastic apologies yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my thought is my thought is either we don't do this until we upgrade the tree ship a lot more or we don't take the tree ship anywhere near oh. yeah i just like i don't i'm not so worried about like the tree ship being out of our control like i think it's fine if we leave it somewhere i'm just like if we end up in the middle of Aldrax and something goes wrong, which it will, because it's us. Like at the mountain. Um, it's like us in the mountain. And Aldrax. Like. Yeah. It, it's us, it's Aldrax, um, it's Maravaggio, which again, den of misfortune. <laughs> I'll remind you that the miss is in parentheses. <laughs> it's it's M I S S, right? 
No, it's oh, Laurie's okay, den so... of parentheses mis close parentheses fortune. Yeah. So at the very like best, like best case scenario, it's just a casino, and that's already <laughs> like organized crime adjacent. I just like I worry about the situation where we're in the middle of Aldrax and all we can all we have to get away is like a horse and a cart versus and uh, sheds you know, the horse. Yeah, and sheds the horse. <laughs> <laughs> like versus like I don't know, that's a pretty awesome tableau you just described. <laughs> Aldrax is shitty. Like I want to impress this on everyone. Aldrax is very dumb and bad, but they do have wizards. So they do have magical conveyance. Okay. So if we piss off people bad enough, they will be faster than us. Um, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on the matter. Like every time we go anywhere civilized, we're either gonna have to do like a whole like I'm the wealthy baron and you are all my servants routine, or we're gonna have to disguise some of you as humans. Like it's just gonna be a lot of it work. Sounds, it sounds fun. Uh, let's just piss off everybody on this continent and then move <laughs> on. By then you'll have accumulated yeah. enough magic items to for intercontinental flight, and you'll just leave. We'd, well, yep. we'd better. All right, let's take a vote. Like, let's do this democratically for once. All right, what would what would be the alternative? Let's let's have two choices on the table. Yeah. yeah. We, what what would be our second have. choice? All right. So first choice. So we have the leave and the remain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so... Jux it? The... <laughs> oh my god! No, no, no! Okay, hear me out. Really quick, we break the continent in two, yep. and Jux just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Jux it! Anyways. Oh, man. Um, oh my god. So, option one, we go to Aldrax, we do whatever Maravaggio's mistress wants us to do. Option two, we consult our magic map, and we go tomb raiding for a while until a better opportunity presents itself. My vote is tomb raiding, because it's a victimless crime. <laughs> so none of us have any interest in Ingloria or Barry. Honestly, I'm a little burned on the Ingloria stuff right we, now, and I feel like... screwed up we're... the whole, like, yeah. espionage thing so bad, I kind of <laughs> want to do something else. And we're, we're, like, it's, we're not useful to her until we know more or we can do more. Yeah. So I would want to, like cool our jets and sort of gather our strength so that we're more useful to end Gloria in the future. Because right now, if she gives us another mission and we botch it again, we're no closer to finding her brother. And if anything, we're, we'll be directly hindering her by, you know, they'll be ratcheting up security or who knows what else. Mm -hmm. And the other guy, I mean, yeah, we can raid True Church stuff, but if they're going to make a habit of having their bases underground like that, we can't really use the tree ship for, like, strafing runs, which is sort of what I wanted to do there. Because they have a habit of, like, intermingling with civilian populations, and um, I would rather avoid, like, indiscriminate murder. Well, I mean, the true church could also be in Aldrox, too, right? And yeah. But so there's not many places we can go at this point. No, I, I agree there. It's not like... I'm saying we should actively avoid the true church at all costs. I'm saying that we should avoid, like, specifically these sort of Anglorias infiltration missions until we can know that we're going to be able to complete them. What does Chad think? Uh, I kind of like the idea of going to to Aldrax. Um, despite knowing what I, I do about their culture and about the way they treat uh, basically 80% of our party. 
Um, <laughs> and if we can get a hold of a decent, like, where do we know exactly where in Aldrax the card is pointing us, or is it just a direction? Is it just an arrow? It's pointing you to kind of the southwest of of the kingdom of Aldrax. So what's in the southwestern, like, what's on the southwestern border and what's just inside it? So that's kind of the closest point of the country to Sildal and the elven yeah. kingdoms. Ooh, that would get exciting. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, like, right on the border. It's, like, halfway between the border and the capital city of Kord. So it looks like it's near a small town, or...? It's kind of... By all impressions, it's kind of out of the way. It's like, it sits on right. okay. a disused... It sits on the tradeway, but it's, like, not near any major towns on the tradeway. So then we can... We could park the tree ship just, like, a few miles away from... Or maybe, like, half a day's walk from that tradeway um and just walk straight to the tradeway if yeah. we're really that worried like we would have the tree not too far um but well Layla, you're sort of like you've been in that area before right well yeah not, not like in aldrax but like the surrounding edgeland stuff is it like forests in there or are we talking more of this kind of like scrubby tundra that is pretty pervasive on the continent that area would be a bit more foresty right yeah like it's not it's not like the edgelands by any means the south of aldrox is is kind of like a temperate forest slash grassland i'm just thinking like our tree is not an ordinary tree and anyone can see that yes like, it's a very large tree there aren't any other trees of that size on the continent, as far as you know? Uh, Joe, refresh my memory. What's the total uh, like time aloft before we have to refuel, and how long does it take to refuel? You have like a week in the air before you have to put down somewhere. Okay. And refueling, as far like in your experience thus far, it's always been completed overnight. But you also have never pushed. Yeah, the tanks to empty before, right? So, like, I would almost be more comfortable keeping the tree up in the clouds. I know we talk about that a lot, and there's a <laughs> lot of convincing arguments against it. But as I demonstrated <laughs> in our last fight, I can fly. Also, Chad can fly, but more importantly, I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> can we all take a moment and stop and appreciate the fact that I can fly? I believe. It. <laughs> I believe you can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I've seen it. Yeah. With my bird eyes. It was, it was so really that's cool. not that's not an awful plan, but then we'll have to get down with Featherfall, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I don't have any other use for my first level slots. <laughs> and I can't fly the ship. So if I really need to send somebody other than Terrajux up there, I can I can conjure a giant eagle to fly somebody up there. I mean, I, like, I can give someone a brief, like, 10-second tutorial on how to go up and down, right? Because all, all Chad would really have to do is, like, go up there and press the land button, and the tree ship would just come down gently and land, and then we could all pile in. Like, that's that's a pretty simple operation, right? Sure. It's not too terribly difficult. 
when we do st you know what we really need and i think i've said this before but um especially with our continued pursuit of gainful employment we need hirelings <laughs> <laughs> like we need to get a ship crew the Ooh, only that requires money we have money okay like, we get paid I don't think we have money for a full-time ship crew <laughs> all right like like a standard laborer is like what one gold per day it was at this moment how, that the party became sky pirates so essentially what you want is to pay somebody to be our valet yeah okay I mean, we can get, like, Basil and Ivy to do it. It's just, at some point, I also want gunners. <laughs> like, can, can, can let's they be all... honest here. The five of us are more useful, like, off the ship than on it right now. The, like, our skills, our unique talents, and also our hatchling blood is much more useful on the ground or, like, in the situation than behind a gunner's seat. Okay, so monetary investment issues aside, do you remember when uh, the elves actually tried to take the ship? Yes. And the guy tried to sit down and pilot things, and he was like, y you've messed it up? I think we're the only ones that can really pilot the ship right now. I would want to test that theory. I thought we've had Basil. Yeah. Have we? I thought so. I know they've looked after it for us, but... Joe, can you? I thought they moved. That? I, I thought, I thought they we've had Basil and Ivy use some yeah. of the systems before. You've had them on the systems. I don't think you've ever had them actually fly it anywhere. Okay. I could be wrong about that because my memory is worse than yours. All right. Well, before we get into all that, let's take our official vote here. Um, like whatever we choose, we can figure out the logistics of it afterwards, like we always do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, at this point, I'm sort of getting into the mindset, like, we've tried to make plans, and I always fuck them up, so I'm just going to kind of loosen up that restriction, and I'll just wing it, uh, because we've been so planned and precise before. Okay. Right. I'm going to vote for uh, Tomb Raiding and Magical Item Acquisition, because I think that we need to get stronger, and then I put my hand up so it eclipses the sun, and I make a fist. <laughs> it's not outside. No, yeah, it's, it's nighttime. <laughs> it's I totally just, dark. I had to do the anime thing. Yeah. So that's one vote for magic item rating. For stealing. Well, I mean, they belong in a museum. <laughs> it, it, I don't think the engine qualifies as a museum. You're I'm voting for free robbing anyways, though. Oh, so that's two votes for Tomb Raiding. I still want to go to Maravaggio, but... 2-1. I'm... <clears throat> okay. Wait, who else voted for Tomb Raiding? Falrock and like. Terrajux have oh. both voted oh, yeah, for yeah. Tomb Raiding. Leyland? It does seem pretty... I don't know. Cloak and Dagger kind of job. So we might, we might need to beef things up. <laughs> We're also historically not... very good at that. Yeah, no... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they need some muscle, but it'll probably be more dangerous than some of our other jobs. Although, I mean, and Gloria's job is pretty, pretty bad. That was pretty like, bad, we risk, yeah. We risk a shit. I mean, we just risk a lot. Like, if we lose, we're slaves once again to the cult, and, you know, they're going to find out about our hatchling blood. And... Yeah. Game over, man. 
Game over. That's if bad you, for the continent. That's bad for the world. All right. If, if you I'm die watching, in the Angoria yeah. mission, yeah. you die in real life. <laughs> if you die in the Angoria mission, the continent is destroyed. So I'd rather die somewhere else. <laughs> like in Aldrax. Like yeah. in Aldrax. Yeah. At least they'll just be like, ew, it's a bird man. Burn his corpse. And then that'll be that. No <laughs> That will be suffering tortures, but they won't be inhuman tortures. Yeah, they'll be run of the mill. Yeah, just like they'll press your thumbs and put you on a stretcher. And okay, so what is that a vote for? (laughs) Huh? What is that a vote for? I like to imagine uh, Ched just goes on like a two minute (laughs) tangent, um, like very over descriptive ways to torture people. Uh, that is a vote for tomb raiding. So. All right, that's a majority. <laughs> Not to say my vote doesn't really matter. Consult the map, and I gesture dramatically. I was gonna say, you know, we we're, we're four for four as far as pissing off. Areas <laughs> Might of as well go for the street continent. Might as well, yeah, exactly. Might as well go five for five. So. I mean, at some point, it just like they start getting in each other's way, trying to kill us. <laughs> You're going to accidentally incite World War One. <laughs> okay, so I would like to go to the map room and consult. What are some juicy targets nearby? There are... Hmm. There are five nearby-ish targets that you could. The closest is there's two points that are about ten miles apart from each other that are kind of due east. Okay. About a day's flight or so. Sounds good. Let's do it. Well, are there any on the way to Aldrax? You're in the Edgelands, so basically everything is on the way to Aldrax. Oh, okay. (laughs) Except for these two, really. If we're going east, right? Yeah. I mean, Aldrax occupies the center of the continent, so... Yeah. Any like pretty much any movement that isn't towards an edge of the continent is towards Aldrox. Uh, there's one kind of situated at the edge of the Greatwood. There's one that appears to be in the middle of the Eversea, and there's one that's just kind of floating out, sort of between the Greatwood and the Eversea. Alright, like, I don't have any reason to go to the Eversea, but as like a player, I think it's very interesting if we went there because of Falrock and Desmond's ties to the area. There are actually there are actually quite a few in the Eversea, but the the closest one is is the one that I mentioned. Yeah, so let's go to the Eversea and steal their shit. You land the tree oh, shit so and I realize losing really powerful. Magical item. Back yeah, it's right. pointing <laughs> to the Abbey's vaults. Desmond's pocket watch dropped overboard. Okay, yep. but you have to consider there was like a Pacific Rim war between the Abyss and the Abbey. So the bottom of the sea floor is probably just littered with relics. God, that is kind of like Pacific Rim. Now that now that you mention <laughs> yeah. it like that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we thought they would come from below. We didn't expect them to come from below the ocean. <laughs> not directly quoting, although I do know the quote. So, I like, I would say I'm not ready for an undersea expedition at all. No. Like, <laughs> like, magically, I don't have any spells that would be useful. So. I can breathe underwater, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I yes. can't. I forget. Did you get me 
a squid or an octopus, Joe? I can't. I should have written it down. <laughs> you have I think access I to a crab. crab. Yeah. I would say if we're going to go down looking for relics in the Eversea, I would want to go find um, Body Knock Shepin and commission a submarine. <laughs> How do we know the ship can't go underwater? Because it's a tree! <laughs> so? It, I, no, you know what I do? I stand up from tree. where we're currently sitting in the meeting, and I walk to a balcony, and I wave my arms wildly out into the air to it's indicate the lack of any sort of like air retention device. Energy shields? I don't think those shields hold back water. It did rain on the ship. It did. Like, <laughs> I was savaged by the wind, as you will recall, and those were with the shields up. Maybe it's a feature you we have also... yet in mind. <laughs> I don't even want to... I have nothing to say to that. (laughs) I was tested by the storm and I survived. That's all there is to say about it. So maybe we hold off on the Eversea until we have our cool, like, submarine that we can deploy from the tree ship. (laughs) Uh, I I vote for going to the ones that are, like, ten miles apart for now, and then we can circle back later. I'm thinking we go to the one on the right, and then Ched maybe like swoops out and circles the one on the left to see what's going on over there, so we don't have to like take the tree ship to both if we don't have to. At least get like an aerial recon of it before we show up. What's your Is fly cool speed, you? Daniel? Uh, fifty. Fifty. Oh, is the tree ship faster? Let's do some quick maths. <clears throat> one plus one is two. Two plus one is three. Three hundred feet a minute. It'd take Chad 20 minutes to fly to the second location from the tree ship. Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, when we're, you know, an hour out headed for the first location, he breaks off and flies diagonally. And then after he's done a little circle, he meets us over at the other site. Chad, is that okay with you? I don't want to, like, yeah, give and you even if, orders. If I have anything else that I need to, like, if it's more urgent for whatever reason, I can send a message. Oh, Oh, I didn't know you had sending. No, I have Animal Messenger. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you just, like, just throw a bird at our ship and (laughs) flat into a window and be like, oh, Chet's in trouble. (laughs) It's dying breath will just be latitude and longitude. All right. um, I set in a course, and then I'm going to go tinker around in the communications room. We did sleep, right? Like, we're all... all You're going to sleep on the way there. Okay. It's like a day away, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just going to sleep on the way there, I think. Okay. Uh, so everybody takes a nap. Basil and Ivy, like, make a nice dinner for you guys. Oh, that's They're so wonderful. nice of them. They are the best. They are really great. They are. I'm going to be really sad when Saskia kills them in the third, a- third act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, remember, they're powerful wizards. So is Saskia. One of whom specializes in abjuration magic. Oh, so you're saying that we have the power to defeat Saskia with us? Straight <laughs> Okay. Um, I thought about this while I was listening to the older episodes. Instead of asking for Anglorious location, I should have asked for Saskia's. Because it would have been hilarious to just always know where she is. Mm. Especially now that we could just, like, show up in a tree ship and just bomb her and then just leave. <laughs> Not even kill her, just, like, wreck whatever she's doing and then wander away. I, you may have the power to defeat Saskia with you now, but do you have the power to defeat Mecha Saskia with you now? Oh, God. 
We will if Body Knock Shepin's submarine can also transform. <laughs> I I feel like Body Knock would make that a feature accidentally. Yeah. Like all gnomish submarines can transform into got bored one day mechas. Robot mode in it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Okay, so <laughs> I have a rule set for running that when it happens, by the way. Thank you. The the day passes uneventfully, and after, you know, having the nice dinner cooked by Basil and Ivy, they chat with you guys a bit about all of your grand adventures. You tinker around in the communications room, you find that the tree ship is capable of generating a sending stone, can communicate directly with the tree ship. That, so Whoa, like, like it just one pops out of a compartment? Yeah, but you can only have That's one of them awesome. at a time. That's, okay, cool. So why don't we give that to Ched, then? Yeah, absolutely. Here you go, Ched. Have this rock. <laughs> have this rock. Toss the rock. You have to hurl a bird at the tree ship. <laughs> <laughs> and... Now I'm just imagining that the tree ship has, like, turbofan engines on the bottom that just suck in entire <laughs> Oh, flocks. no. Well, we know that's not true, but... Oh. That's how it stays aloft for a week. It devours. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it was designed by elves. It lures them in with the promise of yeah, roosting. It, 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 designed, it, goes... it was designed by an elf that really hated birds. <laughs> Ched, the appointed hour arrives where you are to depart and head for Circle 2 on the map. Yeah, uh, I find uh, a balcony near nearby and uh, jump off. Dive I would wave off. Ched off, but I am sleeping. So Ched departs with like the Assassin's Creed Eagle Scraw, <laughs> <laughs> and the mini map gets filled out. Yeah, you arrive at your destination. Who wants to go first, uh, Teliferous or uh, Teliferous One? Let's. <laughs> um, I think the moniker I went with was um, Sky Brigade for Ched and occasionally Tarajos. Sky Brigade, excellent. Yeah. So, uh, Sky Brigade, what do you see over? I don't know. What What do I see, Joe? <laughs> you spot in the approximate location marked on the map a a large circle on the ground that appears to be entirely overgrown with oversized vegetation. Uh, Ooh. You have speak with plants, right? Tolliver, uh, this is Sky Brigade, uh, over... <laughs> Sky Brigade, we read you this Teliferous, over. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Sky Brigade has spotted some overgrown vegetation on site. I don't quite know what's going on, but it seems like some magic hijinks, over. <clears throat> Say again, Sky Brigade, is that a produce or a fruit section? Over. Neither. It looks like a pumpkin patch. It looks nothing that's like a, a pumpkin I, patch. I believe that's a form of uh, produce. Over. <laughs> I have no idea if that's going to be even remotely listenable. <laughs> I really hope so. Please advise. Sky Brigade, maintain position. Uh, we're consulting some specialists. Stand by. And I turn, I go, Laylin! <laughs> Didn't I hear this whole conversation, though? Like, <laughs> yep. Isn't it funny, yeah. though? Yeah, sure. yep. I, I'm pretty sure you guys still have the comms room hooked into the entire ship. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, I just, uh, 
like I want to get Leyland's input because this is like circles of vegetation seems like an elfy thing, or is this more like a druid thing? Do we think? Because I know druids like circles. Like that's the one thing I know about druids. It can also be fey, right? So yeah, a moment's observation tells you that the plant life in this circle is roughly. I mean, it's the same sort of plants you've been seeing throughout the Edgeland, so it's like scrubby bushes and stuff, but it's in a much higher density and much larger size than any that you've seen before. So it's like a lot of scrubby bushes that got really, really big and all grew right next to each other. And it completely hmm. so obscures like... your vision of anything that might be inside that 500-foot circle of vegetation. Interesting. I, I, I suppose it's 1,000 foot. It's a 500-foot radius circle. Sky Brigade, this is Teliferous. Uh, do you have any life signs? Over. No signs of life. Roger that. Uh, maintain distance for now. Over. Copy that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's gonna be. Gonna it's gonna be a real up. bummer if I can't use that for the auto, and we just right? have like big chunks of cut audio that aren't my fault. <laughs> okay, so yeah, in case it does get cut, um, I saw lots of plants. I told uh, Terrajux about them. And now uh, they're gonna talk about it a little bit, figure out what's going on, and I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna fly here and not get it close because I don't want to endanger myself and the rest of the party because uh, I'm a good little bird. Please don't get devoured by plants. I will not. Not and an ironic twist of fate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. Have to I guess plants. it would be more ironic if Leyland got devoured by plants. A little bit. Not what with either. orcs being photosynthetic. <laughs> <laughs> That's not canon. As much no. as I want it to be. Um, so, what does Teliferous One have on sensors? Teliferous One spots a 500 foot radius circle in the aforementioned location. <laughs> ah, shit. That is entirely devoid of life. The ground is oh. barren and cracked. And oh, negative energy, you say? That's about all you can make out from this height. All right. Um. <clears throat> Sky Brigade, this is Teliferous. We got a uh, similar yet ironically reversed situation. Why don't you uh, come on back over to the uh, barn and we'll uh, suss things out. Over. Probably that Teliferous one. This is, this is Sky Brigade coming home to roost. Over. Squawk. <laughs> <laughs> Scree. <laughs> All right. So here's my take on the situation. Um, I say we just check out this one first and then go check out the other one but we're gonna have to get down on foot and like desmond's gonna have to rev up the magic detector and like <laughs> i'm already getting out the wheelbarrow <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that uh-huh so i let's land the ship like 300 feet from the circle and then just hike splendid yeah touchdown okay on your way down, you spot that there is a stone pedestal at the exact center of the circle. Oh, I don't like that. This is some uh, spooky shit. Does it have writing on it? You have no way of knowing that without actually entering the radius. Uh, well, we wait for Ched to come back, and then once we're all here, um, Fall Rock goes first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is Fall Rock in a better do like want... is he doing better now? Did bashing so does a the few look... help? Um Oh he's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. This no. Everything's good. Yeah, fine. 
because I was going to say, if we want to wait, we can try and detect magic or dispel magic in a certain area, or I could detect poison and disease. <laughs> Actually, um, disease might be interesting because you mentioned the other circle is verdant, and this one appears blighted. Something so, along those lines, yes. We could... Um, I would probably do detect magic instead of detect disease, but yeah, we should probably do something like that. I'm yeah, going really to uh, give you a DM tip, like this would be a loading screen tip. When hunting for magic items, you are going to detect a magic aura. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but is it but going it doesn't to be tell you anything about like the specific... It tells you like the school of magic, right? Sure. Well, first things first, I would like to gently toss like a twig or a rock into the circle okay nothing happens uh make it's a perception fine. check everybody everybody make a perception check let's get some dice rolling here 52 oh, minutes okay. into our recording whoa that's a seven that's a 17 actually 20 that's a nat 20 <laughs> all right 17 as well Leyland, what are your elf eyes see it's the Exclamation point over my head, Metal Gear Solid <laughs> yeah. style. Desmond, what did you get? Dead. De- Desmond? A 10. Okay. Uh, everybody who rolled above, or a 10 or above, which I guess is everybody except Terrajux? Yeah. Um, you can nice. see that there are skeletons. Skeletons. Sort of. Some of them are kind of piled up along the outer edge of the circle, but there are others within it. Mm-hmm. So I toss the rock and then I turn around and I'm lecturing everyone about how you have to have constant vigilance around mysterious magic items and everyone else is just like staring wide-eyed at the skeleton. But they're not they're not humanoid skeletons. They're it's like wildlife stuff. Oh, that's weird. At the risk of sounding a little callous, uh Ched, do you maybe want to summon some wildlife and see what happens? Oh, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> All right, what? fine. I step into the circle. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, I could have... Make a death saving throw. <laughs> you know, I could have, like, enhanced ability and nope. like, advantage on something. Storm, okay. protect me. You take eight points of necrotic damage as your life force begins to drain away. I would like to leave the circle. You exit the circle, <laughs> looking slightly more haggard. <laughs> and I go, Woo, that's a spicy circle! <laughs> um, yeah, that... Uh, permeate the air? Yeah, we should figure out how high up this goes. Um, that's a... Oof. Ow. I'm gonna fly. Ouch. In the air. I'm also owie. <laughs> and fly into the circle. How high up are you going to fly before you fly into the circle? Into the air. Okay. You take three points of necrotic damage as your life force I begins to drain away. fly out of the <laughs> circle. <laughs> Science! Mistake! <laughs> and, and you didn't want to do this with a bear, so now we have to do it. <laughs> that would have been horrifying to watch, though. Yeah. yeah. True. Um... We have enough body horror. We don't want to get peed on us for animal yeah. abuse. So. Falrock, Leyland, Desmond, any ideas about, like, do we just want to try to rush this thing at the middle? Because I'm worried that, like... <laughs> Seems like a one, really bad idea. I'm a little worried about putting this in the airship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems very powerful, though, which is why I'm interested. Um, like, 
quick, let's so, run down to the general store and buy a bag of holding. How far <laughs> to the pedestal is it? It is a 500-foot radius circle with the pedestal at the center. I have Dispel Magic. I'm assuming, I'm assuming whatever is the source of the necrotic energy is at the center of the circle. Um, yeah. And Dispel Magic has a range of 120 feet. So you only need to run 380 feet. In the necrotic field. I can fly. I can fly. I'm gonna. Okay, so. Oh, oh, oh. My range of the spell is 120 feet. I'm gonna fly 120 feet into the air. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I'm gonna fly into the circle. Better better idea. Yes. Because I've got a feeling that. Five feet in first. This is a whole sphere, right? We're just not seeing the underground part of it, but right. the pedestal at the epicenter, obviously. What if you flew up around the entire field and then dive bombed your way in? Either that, or it's yeah, it's just like a cylinder, like sleet sleet storm is a cylinder too. Right. Yeah. Well, so I mean, that's worth testing. Either yeah, way, so like the 120 right feet in the air should be the best spot to go for it. 120 mm-hmm. feet in the air and then fly five feet forward. Uh, nothing happens. Bitch. Oh, what? Really? Okay. Uh, I'm going to sit there another round. Okay. Nothing happens. I'm gonna, okay. So I'm going to fly towards the center of the circle. Okay. Um, you take seven points of necrotic damage after you cross the threshold. I'm going to fly back out of the circle. Yeah, so it's a sphere. <laughs> yes. This is The grand reveal is that it's a sphere of necrotic energy. Whoa. <laughs> Five? Okay, so... 500 feet above. God damn. How did we get yep. in there? 380 feet of dive bomb. <laughs> like, how fast is a dive bomb? We've never tested uh, okay. it. Okay. What if we just bomb it? What if we just. But then it might out. damage the item that we want. Right. Like. And I, mean, I if... do not have the residual physics know how yeah. to. What? What's the maximum range of the siege crossbow? <laughs> I was considering that as Hang well. If I again, we don't want to damage the item. No, if, like we... if I go back and prepare, like we wait a day and we come back, or we go do something else and then come back, I can prepare protection from energy. Is that? I actually checked because I was thinking the same thing. It doesn't have necrotic. Oh. Yeah, it's it doesn't have necrotic or whatever would damage us in the other field because the other one's going to be positive energy, I assume. Which Probably. is just as bad. Which is, yeah, yeah, because then if you hit full hit points, you explode. I'm I'm aware. So do we just like keep walking through it and stabbing each other? Yeah, just like that we happens. have a knife in our heart. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm checking something here. <laughs> All right, I'm doing uh, doing calculations. Somebody else think of an idea right now. Go back to Basil and Ivy's cottage, uh huh, and ask if they have any spare metal bits around, because <laughs> something that we have literally never ever used is the fact that Balrock has a set of smith tools that we bought, like at least a smithing hammer, way back at the very start that I've never actually had a chance to use. But if I make a grappling hook. We attach it to a bolt, and we just, like, long-range snipe this with the siege crossbow, and then grab pull the it, thing, and yeah, pull, pull it off the that. pedestal. I'm just like, it's we need your toilet plunger now! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
the like if it was a smaller circle, I would agree. But five hundred foot radius, like, I don't know if a five hundred foot crossbow shot is reasonable. What if the what is the the range on the siege crossbow? Let me check. Is it, you could probably really. like you'd be making the rolls with disadvantage, but you could probably try and snipe whatever's on the pedestal off with it. And we can. Yeah, there is something like, actually on the pedestal, right? Like, yeah. So it's kind of hard to see, but there appears to be a large orb resting it's atop the pedestal. Bastards. <sighs> okay. Well, I have four cure wounds at level one. I have three cure wounds I can cast at level two, and two cure wounds I can cast at level three. Shed, um, can you turn into birds yet? <laughs> no. Okay. Because the dive speed of a peregrine falcon is 240 miles oh an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Which equates to 352 feet per second. What's the, In and out. What's the launch up straight up speed of a peregrine falcon? It's, I mean, it's not slower. As I'm just... Not you as good. Gradually <laughs> get up around the middle of it and then just God, dive straight in. You know what we need? Oh, we need we... fucking dimension door. Ched mm. Ched could turn into a very large HP thing and just fall out of the I don't, thing, right? I don't yeah. have those though. A bear? That's turn like, into a bear. Thirty. You turn back into Ched, probably part of the way down, and you just Actually, open your wings good. and grab the thing. That's nineteen. Yeah, I'm. I'm more worried about the ascent portion where he has to fly 500 feet straight up like yeah. while taking damage well i thought i, I also don't want to kill got the item i thought it was just getting in the getting out that yeah if, hour, if right? his plan is to dispel the magic then he doesn't really need an exit strategy true yeah. i'm just Says worried the like, DM if it doesn't work with an evil yeah. grin yeah. you just throw really your totem turn into a bear and then you pop into ched and then right before you die, you dispel magic or you grab the thing off the pedestal. Yeah. I'm going to do exactly What's that. What's to say a that... war horse. What's to say that he can grab the thing and that won't also cause damage? Yeah, that too. There are a lot of variables right, no, no, here. No, no, bag of holding. We have to have a bag of holding. You do not have a bag of holding. Dang, let's go buy a bag of holding. Can we, <laughs> can we go buy a bag of holding while we talk about this? No. <sighs> This has All been right. another well, very productive episode of the Alchemist Club. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I guess, So, like, the worst case scenario is the we effect follows the orb. Mm -hmm. like that That's what I'm really worried about here is what if the orb, not the pedestal, is the only component of this and we take this thing in range of the tree ship and we kill Basil and Ivy. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, <'cause, laughs> Because all of us, we can survive, like, however many rounds it takes to cram this thing into the item forge, but they can't. Why don't we see if they have any, if, I mean, they're wizards, why don't we see if they have any ideas? That's a good idea, yeah. Um, Holy I shit, we'll just ask them to dimension door this shit. <laughs> I go knock on the door and I go, hey, we're dealing with a negative energy field out here, just a heads up, if you have any experience with those, we're seeking applicants. Uh, Ivy pokes her head out of the door and says, what What exactly do you need? Well, and I point, and I go, we think that orb there is creating a death field. She peers out and says, yeah, that looks like a pretty good assumption to be making. <laughs> and uh, 
We assume that is a powerful magic item. I would say so. Uh, we know that the Telephorus is men- uh, mythol? Mythol. The mythol is hungry. So, you know, we thought we'd just feed it. Zip, zap, zoop. I, so far, I'm, I'm totally on board, yes. Yeah, so, um, however, clearing 500 feet while being eviscerated by necromantic energies, you know, that, that's kind of the, the tripping point here. Any thoughts? Well, I could whip up a protective barrier of some description for you, but given the strength of that magical field, I'm not sure it would be 100% effective. I would take 2% effective, honestly. Give me a moment, um, and she Yeah, yeah. Disappears. You'll probably want to put that on Shed. Oh, yeah, all right, cool. 2% effective's not gonna... <laughs> Look! Temporary we'll expectations. Shed die slower. Like. Under promise and over deliver. A couple minutes later, she comes back out with like a large piece of chalk and several sprigs of different like druidic sort of plants, like mistletoe and holly and that sort of thing. I think um, you are wonderful. Shed, get over here. You don't even know what she's gonna do with it yet. Nope. <laughs> She just stabs him in the eye with mistletoe and goes, Death is a better alternative than one way to. This is a mercy. <laughs> Ched, do you approach Ivy? Yes, I do. Okay. As long as it's not, no, not sap. Sure. I don't she... like saps. I don't like ointments. Okay, well, you're going to have to endure some mild discomfort, she says. <laughs> uh, as she... Draws... I mean, I can do it if we have to. It's just I'll, I'll suck and fail, and it'll, <laughs> I'll probably die. She right. draws a complex figure on the ground. Um, she she has to like pull out a protractor and measure angles to make sure everything is exactly correct. And then she mutters an incantation over some of the like berries that she's she's got, and she smushes them up, and then like paints your face with them. <laughs> And you feel a gentle tingling sensation over your whole body. And she says, okay, that should last about ten minutes. All right, Chad, go. Here here we go. So, I think I'm... I would say just go above and dive bomb down. And then turn into a bear once you hit the barrier. And then fall as a bear. And then (laughs) figure it out from there. Um, I don't like that. Well, we're clock's ticking. We need a better yeah, idea you, than that. You yeah, gotta go. So like, I'm going figure to approach... out your idea while you're flying up. No, I'm just going to approach this the circle, and I'm going to um turn into a warhorse, which has 19 health and a run speed of 60 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and also call down the. Uh, the wolf totem with me so that I heal an extra five every time I get healed in the aura. Oh, Um, interesting. So I'm going to start with, let's see. So that's 120 feet of movement per round, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm only 10 short right now, so I don't want to start. I don't want to heal just yet. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to back up about, you know, 30, 40 feet and then get into a, get into a gallop. Okay. Um, and enter the circle. All right. You hit the barrier. You take two points of damage. All right. Down to 17. 
you charge 120 feet. I pull the totem with me as a bonus action. Excellent. You take five points of necrotic damage. I'm at 12. Another 120 feet. Uh, three points of necrotic damage. Nine. Then six points of necrotic oh, damage. Three. So I'm 360 feet in. Yes. And two points of necrotic damage as you close the, <laughs> oh. the rest of the distance. Oh, really? Okay. And so what, it's like, uh, you know that scene at the end of Hercules where he's like swimming through the pool of souls or whatever it is? Yes. And like, that's exactly <laughs> what's happening to Ched the Warhorse. He's just he's be- getting pulled. He's yeah. becoming shriveled and emaciated yeah. and rapidly aging well beyond <laughs> normal speed. And okay. now I wild shape back into myself. A perfectly and... normal Birdman. Yes. Perfectly normal. And this I cast... whole time, um, inexplicably, uh, Tarajux has disguised himself as Taro Marl, and he's cheering from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> go, I... Silverlight, go! <laughs> I cast Dispel Magic on the orb. Make a spellcasting check. And apply my wisdom? Yes. And proficiency? Yes. No, no proficiency. Oh, okay. Oh, that's an eight. Oh, God. Uh, so you feel the magic start to start to shape itself and reach out, and like you don't have the mental strength to push it all the way around the orb. Okay. Um, and you take... Yes. What's plan B? <laughs> like Four points of necrotic damage. Okay. Can you like knock it? I shout, but I'm 500 feet away, so it doesn't really matter. He can heal himself as he flies. Be I'm gonna cast dispel magic again. Okay. And that one's a 20 total. Ooh. Much better. Rolled, yeah. So you you shape a nullifying blanket of druidic uh, energy around the sphere, and you feel the sort of necrotic field retract back into it. And you'll have to maintain concentration to keep it suppressed, but um, to the best of your knowledge, the field is being suppressed. Okay, so I'm going to fly back. I'm not going to be, like, running. I'm not going to flee back, but I'm going to go my full move speed Mm -hmm. each round and meet back up with the party. High five, Chad. Say we run this thing up to the ship and talk yeah. to Furnace as quick <laughs> go, as go, go, possible. Go, 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 go. warm up those fryers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Ched's just, like, very quickly approaching the ship, coddling it. Um, there's there's beads of sweat falling down his feathers. You didn't yeah. even know that Ched could sweat. Yeah, I was <laughs> to say, do birds sweat? <laughs> And uh Eric Cochran's don't, but Ched does. That's why he's <laughs> like an exile. Hot potato, hot potato. Where's 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 the hatch? I'm out in front like clearing everyone, even though the ship is empty. I'm like, make way, make way, everybody, get out of the way. Necromantic orb coming through. Okay. Uh so you yeah, you run it to the reactor room, which is conveniently low on the ship. You chuck it in. There's uh you see that that old sap magic fire up, everything turns a lovely shade of green. And then the die. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a sort of tremor that passes through the entirety of the ship. 
the power <laughs> blinks out. And that's what we're going to call it for tonight. <laughs> this has been another thrilling adventure of the Alchemist Club. We got, what, like, three whole dice rolls in? We're yeah. very good. I feel like we alternate a lot between sessions that are all dice rolling and sessions that are mostly not dice rolling. Uh, we got about, what, 30 minutes of usable audio, boys? We did great. <laughs> now nah, I'm going to leave the whole thing right. in. It's not like we have an audience to piss off. 50 minutes of yak budding, like... Uh, anyway, I've been Joe, your dungeon master for this exciting adventure. Uh, if you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. Christopher, what is our podcast platform of choice? Uh, our podcast platform of choice is the one that you choose. Uh, you, can, you have the option of checking us out on Podbean, uh, Google Play, or on iTunes. And Stitcher, too. Zachary, what is our social media handle? Uh, we're at alchemist underscore club on Twitter. And our intrepid adventures for this exciting D&D session were? Uh, Daniel Planchet Fleek, who did a brief uh, impression of Hercules. Cahill, playing Desmond. <laughs> Cahill, and I play Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I know Joe is bluffing because he would never voluntarily kill a tree. Thanks for joining us. 